1: This is Father Brian Quiava of the Diocese of Crookston. One of my favorite things in the entire world is spending time in adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. You know, Jesus gives himself to us in his body and his blood in the Holy Eucharist, and it's such a gift for him to be, like, living in our midst in a very special and unique way. He's with us in the Holy Eucharist where he gives us his body and his blood, not only for us to consume at Holy Mass and Holy Communion, but also so that we can go to Him periodically throughout the day, periodically throughout the week, throughout the months, uh, whatever it is, to spend time with Him, just to simply adore Him, to offer our prayers to Him, to offer our suffering, to talk to Him about our joys and and our struggles, to just simply be with Him. So I just really want to encourage you to, to find a church where the Blessed Sacrament is found and to spend some time there just to adore Jesus and simply be with Him and to rest with Him in silence.
4: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
5: Good morning again from the Diocese of Duluth. This is Real Presence Live Duluth Edition. I'm Father Rich Kuntz along with Father Ryan Moravitz, and we are very pleased to be with you this morning on Real Presence Live uh we have a guest in studio here which is always a treat for us to have a guest actually in studio besides just father ryan and i looking at each other and we have marie mullen who is going to be talking to us a little bit about a very important new lay apostle in the city of duluth but first marie why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself
6: oh um well i have five boys um i'm a parishioner at st john's here in duluth and... do, you, do you
5: miss your former pastor
6: he's okay but it's kind of nice to have a change up
5: wow good answer she, Marie. She, yeah she's right in she's right in the mix here good answer marie. Right, cool, i'm sorry for interrupting <laughs> father rich used to be
7: our pastor for those that didn't, didn't i think <laughs> i think they picked up on that
5: father ryan all right all right marie
6: um yeah i what else do you want to know about me well what well
5: i mean that's good why don't you tell us why don't you tell us a little bit about why you're here I'm, sure. what, this new what's this new lay apostolate that we're talking about in the city of duluth and sure. what first off what exactly is a lay apostolate mm-hmm.
6: Um, so a lay apostolate is, uh, an association of people that, um, serve the church for a particular, um, reason. Okay. Um, and our, our, our passion, our, our purpose is to provide, um, an option for Catholic high school education here in our community. Okay. Um, that's been a, you know, we've, we've not had an option for Catholic high school programming for, you know, 40 years here in Duluth. hmm um, there's definitely a need for it. There's been various, um, you know, over the years, various efforts and, and talk of, of a high school starting, and up to this point, it just it hasn't happened, and um, there is just uh, several people who are needing that option. So um, we put together this, this lay apostolate, and um, we're inspired by this model of education that we developed, um, this hybrid model, which is... Um, really uh, utilizing a lot of the resources that we already have in place um, to make Catholic high school programming a, an option for people.
7: Mm-hmm. So, Marie, um, the apostolate is called Mater Dei Apostolate, just on a really basic level. What does Mater Dei mean?
6: Mother of God.
7: Mother of God. Yes. Um, so you didn't
5: know that, Father Ryan? Oh, boy. <laughs>
7: <laughs> so, um, Mater Dei Apostolate is what it's called. Um, it's going to be located at uh, Holy Family Parish yep. uh, in Duluth in the Lincoln Park area. Yes. Um, what, um, what got this started for you? I mean, in a, what, what caused you to kind of jump in and, you know, you're the executive director of mm-hmm. the Apostle and kind of founded it and started it. What, what, what brought you into it?
6: Um, just the need, the need in our area. Um, my, my own son, my oldest of five boys, he's going into ninth grade next year. So there's the, you know, the need from a, a parent perspective, um, but in addition to that, I mean, um, just several of my you know, friends in the area as well have ninth graders next year. Uh, so that was sort of the, you know, what sort of pushed me into it and got me to think about seriously, okay, how can we provide an option because for these in, kids?
5: Because in Duluth, Catholic education ends at eighth grade. Correct. We're one of, we're one of the few handful of dioceses throughout the country that mm-hmm. does not have a Catholic high school. And one of the other ones is right across the lake from us in Superior, right, Superior. so there's yeah. no high school there either.
6: Right. There's only, according to the stats, it's seven dioceses in the United States that do not have Catholic high school. And, we're, and Duluth and, and them, Superior yep, are eight, two. Exactly. Of. So it's just um, there's a need for it. So what
5: kind of response have you been getting so far?
6: Um, a lot of interest, enthusiasm. Um, you know, this, this type of a model is, um, is something a little different, forward-thinking um, way of how to do it. Uh, what it is exactly is a we are utilizing a, a homeschool curriculum, and um, but we're hiring instructors to teach each of the courses, and so um, you know technically the people who participate will be classified as homeschool students. However, um, at a high school level, you know that looks a, homeschooling is is different at a high school level. Um, you know, oftentimes parents will seek out courses. You know, at the college or, you know, a co-op situation or online courses. So, you know, it's not what you would normally think of, you know, a traditional homeschooling environment. Um, we really have a lot of freedom as a high schooler to... Um, we have where, a...
5: Well, go ahead.
7: Where, where, where are you getting the curriculum from and what mm-hmm. is the curriculum like?
6: So it's a classical Catholic curriculum and it's Colby Academy is, is where, uh, who we've been working with. And they've been around for 30 years they have a I mean they just have a tremendous amount of resources and support for families Um, and some of those include uh, you know academic advisors and guidance counselors that students will have personal individualized guidance from if they need anything Um, and then also the big one is they actually keep records of the transcripts and prepare to the diploma the high school diploma and, and so the parents don't have to worry about those pieces um which can be intimidating so and the the diploma is a fully accredited um high school diploma so from, um, Col- from colby from colby academy yep their their curriculum is is fully accredited how long has colby academy Texas? been around 30 years
7: okay so they've got some history and yeah. they're, they're fully accredited with some some Foundational,
6: yeah, and they're um, and I've said this before, but they're um, you know people who go through the Colby curriculum, their composite ACT score is average of 28, and the national average is 21. Hmm. So I mean there there's no I mean it's a good curriculum, kids are doing really well with it, and they're getting accepted to colleges just like anyone else. So Um, just to put down that stigma, I think that um, somehow like a homeschool diploma could be less. Appealing to a college, which is just simply not the case.
5: One of the one of the um, uh, obviously it's, it's kind of like this hybrid. So, what kind of response are you getting from? There's a big in a lot of cities, I'm sure. There's a lot. Uh, there's a big um, uh, um, homeschooling community. Mm-hmm. What kind of response are you getting from the existing homeschool community in Duluth about maybe entering into this hybrid that that this new. Uh, The apostle is offering
6: a great response. Um, So the beauty of what we're doing is we're offering this opportunity to kind of bring these two communities together in Duluth. Um, We have this homeschooling community. We also have the non homeschooling, you know, Catholic community. Um, This model provides a way where we can sort of cater to both, um, you know, the way that we have it laid out and structured, a homeschool family can sort of pick and choose, you know, what courses they want to take. Hence, you know, I've described it as a university-style model. Um, but we have a full curriculum laid out 9 through 12 so that a non-homeschooling family can really take a look at this seriously and say, okay, if, if my son or daughter, you know, participates fully in everything that's laid out, they will essentially have, you know, a full high school experience. Will they be at the, the facility the whole time um, and have an instructor for each course? So it's just the same as a traditional model.
5: Thank you for listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Rich Kunzla with Father Ryan Moravitz. Coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth, we're talking to Marie Mullen about a new lay apostolate in the city of Duluth, which is a very exciting thing to be having happen here.
7: Marie, we know that, uh, you know, getting anything to start up and sort of, if you will, get the plane off the ground when, when you do any kind of a startup takes a lot of a lot of resources. And so. Where What are your needs right now as an apostolate, and maybe where are you at with some, some developments in that?
6: Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're building relationships with people who want to partner with us and getting this off the ground. Um, our recent development is that we had a generous donor step forward and um, offered to, they pledged to meet the gap of whatever um, we weren't able to fundraise this year. So we have our goal. And this donor stepped in to give us that insur- assurance and said, "If there's ever, if there's a gap, if you don't make that goal, I will cover it, um, so you can go forward in confidence and, and do this." So that was a, a great blessing. Um, I think the the time frame that we've been given um, by God uh, is, you know, it was condensed. You know, this idea was was formed and in, um, in January, um, beginning of January, and has, you know we've been doing the best we can to put all the pieces in place. And, um, you know, obviously ideally we'd like to have more time to, to get the necessary funds, but, um, this is what we're given and we're going forward. And now with this generous donor, uh, it gives even more confidence. Um, but there's certainly, you know, there's a need. And so we're just hoping that the generosity of this donor stepping forward is going to inspire others to do the same, um, to get this off the ground. I think it's, a, s- the model itself is, um, it's, it allows us to hire instructors for just um, like a part-time, uh, part-time positions. You know, they're not full-time positions with benefits and things like that. Um, the overhead is pretty low. We, um, you know, myself and other dedicated individuals are, are running it who aren't, aren't getting paid. Um, and so, you know, it's it's a model that really we, it's, it's cost effective, um, but there are needs. There are needs to get it off the ground.
7: What's the cost to the parents?
6: So that's, well, we're, we're bold with that. Um, we, we believe that we can do this without charging a tuition. Um, $350 is what we have, um, put out there for a registration fee for full-time students. Um, then there'll also be other fees that they will have to pay, um, registering with Colby Academy for a full year is also $350. They'll be responsible for their books, um, for some other things. So, um, it just sort of, takes the, um, you know, we're just, we're a resource for parents and really setting everything up for them to succeed with what is already in place you so know, in the system.
5: Where can, uh, where can people find more information about, about, uh,
6: Mater Dei? So org is where you would go. Um, I've heard some people say if they type, if they type materdei into the Google search, it doesn't show up right away, but you do need to type in Apostolate. um, but yeah, so and, and the website is really um, designed to answer all questions. Um, it's very thorough, and um, you know we have an FAQ page which um, you know has been growing, and we update it regularly. Um,
5: Would anybody be able to be a student online? Basically, let's say somebody here, somebody's listening from, let's say I don't know Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. and they want to say, hey, this sounds like a really good thing to enter into. How are are they able to get an education that way?
6: So, we, so not the way that we set it up, no. Okay. Um, we, we do have, it's it's all face-to-face. It's um, a homeschool curriculum that we get the materials physically, and then we have the instructors face-to-face instructing. Um, our diocese of the students in the, you know, across the bridge over in the Superior, in Wisconsin, um, their homeschool laws are a little different. So what we've done, um, they are actually not able to participate um, through, through this way that they have it set up. So there is a... We're implementing a virtual classroom option for just superior district kids at this time. But there is certainly potential down the road for things like that to happen.
7: And you're just starting in the fall with just ninth grade? Just ninth grade, yep. So you're starting small and you're going to build a class each year, right?
6: Yes, that's right.
7: Um, Folks, that that website that Marie was talking about, Mater Dei Apostolate, Mater is M-A-T-E-R, M-A-T-E-R, it's Latin for mother, um, and then Dei, D-E-I. That's of God, so materdayapostolate.org.
5: So what do you, in regards to like um, recruitment, obviously you're getting into your first year, and so recruitment is always going to be an important thing, but mm-hmm. how are you doing that as you enter into year number one, preparing for year number one?
6: So we actually have an open house um, this uh, a, a week from yesterday. So Monday, um, it is at Holy Family Parish, the Education Center, um, at 6 o'clock. Starting at 6 o'clock, we'll have all the instructors there to introduce themselves, kind of like a meet and greet, and then we'll answer some questions for students and, and um, parents, and then we'll walk them through the education center to give them a little tour. So there's, it's just really word of mouth that we're um, recruiting at this point and just trying to give opportunities for people to come in and take a look at what we've put together.
7: What are some things that people can do to get involved? If
6: um. Well, um, certainly prayer would be the number one thing. (laughs) Um, And uh, I I suppose consider um, in your heart whether or not this would be an endeavor you'd be, you know, interested in supporting, you know, financially. That's always a big thing as we start out and try to lay that, uh, you know, that groundwork and um, to be sustainable long-term.
5: There's a a lot of very un-Catholic things being taught in our public high schools, Mm -hmm. certainly in Duluth, I'm sure, certainly other places as well. And so this gives parents an opportunity to try and avoid that let's just say junk that that a lot of people get shoved down their their kids's throats and and so uh, all the best to, to you and good luck on uh, this lay apostolate marie thank you all right thank you very much uh for joining us and and uh again thank you for listening when we get back from the break we'll be starting our 10-minute tour where we travel all around the listening area in order to tell you what's going on that'll be after the break
4: engaging and local that's real presence live on the real presence radio network i've heard people speak about the difference
1: once they've started to listen to catholic radio Mm -hmm. and it's that presence of of a positive voice and really a voice that speaks the truth that comes from god throughout your day it really does make a difference you know sometimes you don't know how much you need it until you happen to turn on the radio and hear just the thing that that's for you, you know, the message that, that God has for you that day. And so I think I would say that not just a difference in, in individuals, but even a difference in the same person from, you know, from before they listened to now or to you know, that moment when they tune in at just the right time.
5: I think it's important for all of us to step up personally. And the, the term we hear a lot is sacrificial giving. Just a little bit. That act of, of giving that support really is, is our participation in the Body of Christ and, and uh, things like uh, Real Presence Radio are, are what keep the, the life and the connection to the Gospel within our daily lives and that's so important.
8: Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck.
0: your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls.
9: People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two, because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477- 2425 or
4: online at abbusiness.com. this is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region now back to the show
5: welcome back to Real Presence Live Duluth edition this is Father Rich Clance along with Father Ryan Moravitz coming to you from the near the shores of beautiful Lake Superior on uh, Real Presence Live this morning Beautiful spring day It is a beautiful it. spring day It's it's about time We have We deserve this weather <laughs> We have had a rough winter And so Thank goodness for that Well Go All right, so we're quick. waiting for
7: Yeah A little delayed But that's okay Folks we're going on The 10 minute tour uh, To see what's going on In our area And the first thing up Is over in Superior, Wisconsin We have David on the phone On to tell us a little bit about uh, Knights of Columbus Father's Day Doubleheader
6: Yes.
10: Good morning. Welcome to the show. Um, Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Our Christ the King Council 16691 of the Knights of Columbus is having a Father's Day doubleheader on June 15th and June 16th. On Saturday the 15th, after the 4 o'clock Mass, uh, we were going to have a barbecue with Italian sausage with peppers and onions and Bratwurst with sauerkraut and mustard, In addition, we will serve coleslaw, German potato salad, watermelon, and there will be strawberries and biscuits and cream for dessert. On Sunday, June 16th, we will be hosting a Father's Day brunch from 8.30 to 1 o'clock. And on the menu is a sausage hash with hollandaise sauce, scrambled eggs, French toast casserole with maple syrup, and granola with honey and berries. Both events are free will offering and will be held at the Cathedral of Christ the King, 1111 Belknap Street in Superior, Wisconsin. The cathedral is handicapped accessible. The son of one of our officers is a gourmet chef and he is going to be doing the cooking for us. He's in town visiting. So that's what's coming up at Cathedral of Christ the King on Father's Day weekend. Bring your appetites.
7: David, that sounds like a great event. I might have to head over there. I just I got yep. hungry listening to your menu. <laughs> yeah, you're right across oh. the lake from us. Yes,
5: I know.
10: Have we, you been, have been, you been doing been this for a while? No, yeah. this is How
5: the me? first time.
7: Oh, okay. what a great idea! Again, folks, the Knights of Columbus Father's Day double header, um, Saturday, June fifteenth, after the four p.m. mass, and Sunday, June sixteenth, from 8.38 a.m. to one p.m. Thanks, David. Yes.
10: Thank you very much. Blessings on your day.
5: All right, we head south from Superior, Wisconsin to Rochester, Minnesota. Theology on Tap is a renewed international ministry focused on exploring tough issues on faith and life in a welcoming, familiar environment. Come here intellectuals, priests, and lay professionals give fresh takes on topics that matter. Enjoy drinks and meet new faces and young adult community. Upcoming dates are at Kinney Creek Brewery in Rochester, June 10th. The title is Reasonable Faith with Ethan Heinzen. And then on June 17th, one week later, it's Grilled the Bishop with Bishop John Quinn. The subjects are scheduled possibly to change if need be, but the topics usually the schedule usually goes six o'clock social, seven o'clock speaker, eight o'clock break, eight fifteen questions, and nine o'clock close. That's Theology on Tap at the Kinney Creek Brewery in Rochester always fun events. I've been on many, been part of many Theology on Taps, and they're always enjoyable and exciting and gives an opportunity to learn about theology and our faith in a very social and uh, uh, comfortable setting. Folks,
7: it's uh, golf season, and so there's lots of golf opportunities out there and in good ways with the Catholic community. So there's Catholic Education Golf Scramble happening in Mitchell, South Dakota. Would you like a great reason to golf and to help a worthy cause? Join the golf scramble benefiting all Catholic education in Mitchell, South Dakota, on Friday, June 7th at Lakeview Golf Course. Shotgun start is at 12.30 p.m. Four-person teams will will compete for flight and pin prizes. Plus, there will be free food afterwards. To register, contact Rene LeBrun at John Paul II School to register by calling 605-996-2365 or email her at renee.lebrun at k12.sd.us all ages and all skills
5: levels are welcome to join the fun and now we have father thomas on the phone to talk to us about the annual evening of healing prayers and mass father thomas yes good morning good morning why don't you tell us about your event
11: yes uh, we have the Twenty-eighth annual annual mass with prayers for healing in Duluth at the Cathedral of Our Lady of the Rosary at 6 p.m. and uh, it's a whole day of, of praying for healing through the day. We have ador- Eucharistic Adoration from 11 to 4, and and then 1 to 3 we actually we bring four priests in to hear confessions for healing and um, it's a great great event and um, just a beautiful beautiful witness of what God is doing in the world
7: so Father Thomas you've been doing this for a number of years now huh
11: I, I have I, you've I, been a part I actually, of it I've served, I served my first mass as a seminarian at it, my first uh, many years ago and, and now I've been involved with it the last 12 years that I've been a priest and so
7: and is there an opportunity for people to be prayed over at this mass, or what does that look like when you when
11: we talk about yes. healing prayers in mass? So we have the mass, and then after mass, we have priests go spread out through the whole cathedral and pray over with over people for healing, uh, any anything that they, they bring to pray for healing. So
7: yeah. that can be body or soul, yeah.
11: Oh, you know, body and soul, definitely in the. Some of the beautiful, most beautiful healings I've ever I see is, is the the forgiveness that people have. And I remember one time a brother and a sister coming and um, both of them just just such pain in their hearts and being able to leave that evening uh, free and healed. It was beautiful to see.
7: That's great. Thanks, Father Thomas. Again, folks, Monday, July 29th, Cathedral of Our Lady of Rosary, 6 p.m. Going back down to Rochester for Corazio Latte. St. James Coffee Shop in Rochester invites you to Corazio Latte. Thursday evening, June 6th, beginning with Mass at 6.30, followed by conversation and Corazio. An apostolate... uh Uh-oh, I lost my page. An apostolate for Catholic healthcare professionals to humanize and recover the sacredness of their profession. Seek to bring Christ's healing and love to their patients and co-workers, and allow Christ's love to flow through themselves to others. Healthcare professionals, experience the love of Christ in your life with opportunities to pray together and grow together. Visit Corazioapostolate.com.
5: And then we go from Rochester to Gillette, Wyoming, to the St. John Paul II Golf Tournament in Gillette, Wyoming. St. John Paul II in Gillette will be hosting a golf tournament on Friday, July 19th at the Bell Knob Golf Course in Gillette. Registration is at 7 a.m. with a shotgun start at 8. It will be a four-person best ball scramble with each team paying $600, which includes cart, lunch, and flag prizes. The tournament is limited to 36 teams and 100% of the net proceeds go towards the general operating expenses for the school. For more information, you can call 307 686 four, one, one, four. A great opportunity to uh, raise funds for a Catholic school and do it in a enjoyable setting of playing golf in a competitive way. And so that, that's again the St. John Paul II Golf Tournament in Gillette, Wyoming coming up on July 19th at the Bell Knob Golf Course in Gillette, Wyoming. 307-686-4114 for more details that is the John Paul II Golf Tournament in Gillette Wyoming. Well, well that There you go uh, that we did that, a, we did quite a tour there. We went all over the listening area, Father Ryan.
7: Yep, we feature this every real presence live. If you'd like to have your event featured, please call Brandon at 877-795-0122 and we'd be very happy to feature it. That's right. So,
5: 877-795-0122. Uh, after the break, we'll be uh, talking to Yours and My Boss, the also boss known is as, in our, as our studio bishop. And we'll be talking about sacred spaces and sacred places. And then after that, we will be talking to David Lewis about how we can love help loved ones through tough times. After the break.
4: Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live. Good morning again from
5: Real Presence Live, Duluth Edition. Speaking of Duluth Edition, we do have our Bishop here. This is Father Rich Kunstlaw, Father Ryan Moravitz, coming to you from Duluth, talking to our Shepherd. Bishop Serva, welcome to the
12: show. Thank you so much, Fathers. It's good to be with you as always, and thanks for your efforts on behalf of our local church and the blessings to Real Presence Radio. It's good
5: to have you. It's always good to have the bishop here it's nice to be back so one of the uh, uh i mean what we're talking about here is the idea of sacred places you know i mean i think in particular maybe we're going to talk a little bit about the holy land what kind of experience have you had in the holy land bishop you know
12: i had the privilege of studying there as a seminarian so a number of years ago we had as is true to this day our seminarians often have an experience of a month in the Holy Land and the Holy Places as part of their seminary formation. And uh, when I was in the seminary, we had an opportunity to spend a semester over there. So I had an extended, you know, period of time to be able to um, walk in the footsteps of, yeah. you know, Jesus and be in the Holy Places. Where so. did you
5: guys live? Because I had the similar, I was in there for a semester as well. Where did you guys live? We lived in Ein Karam. So the... so where we lived.
12: Were you there? The yeah. At the youth hostel? We were there. Yeah, it was... Um, well, it was connected to the church, uh, the birthplace of Saint John the Baptist. That's right. yeah, 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 same spot. Same spot. Huh. Yeah. So I
5: thought that you were Saint Paul. I thought you guys were in a different location.
12: But well, the program was run through Saint John's University. Oh, okay. all right. so at Thank the time, this Father Luke Steiner. Yeah, he's he was our guy too. Is that yeah, right? see, yeah. yeah. we're lear- I'm learning something on this show. I know you were over there. I know you've been shows, there many times. That just but... shows
5: I'm not as young, as uh, young as I used to be. I'm closer to your age, <laughs> Bishop. <laughs> Getting closer all
12: so, the
13: time. Yeah,
5: exactly. So, what was your what was your favorite what was your favorite Location there. What's your most spiritual favorite location in the Holy Land? You know,
12: I I I will go to the the Church of the Holy Sepulcher. I mean, so the in that historic building, you know, is enclosed the site of the crucifixion and death of our Lord and Savior Mm -hmm. Jesus, as well as the tomb of Mm -hmm. his resurrection, and so. Any opportunity that we had, which were a number of times, you know, to be able to spend praying in that church and, right. you know, um, meditating on the Lord's death and resurrection, dying and rising in order to save us, had you know, the most significance. It's the heart of it's, what we believe.
5: Maybe to double down on the question, because usually when I ask somebody that question, what was your favorite part of the whole land? I say, other than the Holy Sepulchre. There you go. That's like the given. It's like everybody, sure. and, it's, and it should be, because yeah. it's such a powerful thing. Yep. So other than the Church of the Holy Sepulchre, what would be the place that most spoke to you spiritually? You know, partly where we were, we spent the most
12: time at that birthplace of John the Baptist, and the site of the visitation mm-hmm. um, right across the valley there was significant, so the, you know you were able to walk quite frequently across. So I made visits there. And mm-hmm. I, I must say that holds a very significant place in my own heart. And it turns out, you know, kind of prophetically, I guess, you know, after having been there in the seminary, um, I was ordained on the Feast of the Visitation.
5: Oh, okay. So
12: there's all, you know, you always think back. It's like, well, the Lord has like every detail of our lives right. figured out and everything. And, and so it added, a, you know, an additional... Kind of significance to it. Not, so not to
5: hog this, but I'll give Father
12: Ryan a question. But you know, because you've to, all just, been there, both of these priests yeah, have been it, and led pilgrimages there.
5: And I say, that when I've been there, I've been back several times since I studied over there. When I've gone to Ein Care, it's like I'm home. It, it is, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, yeah same for me. Hmm. Yeah, Bishop, you
7: know, the experience in the Holy Land is deeply impactful for anybody that goes there. Yes. Um, for you, how did it? How did it change your view of the Bible, or how did it? Did it? That's one of the things people talk about. Is the impact it has with your relationship with just the Bible, the written word of God.
12: Yeah, and I think that's the encouragement for, I know the the Padres here, because of the pilgrimages that you've led, I would share the same thing. It's been described, and I think so rightly, as the fifth gospel. And because of our familiarity with uh, the scriptures and we as Catholics, if we are able to participate in the Sunday Mass, you know, rotation as we should regularly, we hear the bulk of the scriptures proclaimed to us every Sunday, you know, over the course of a three-year cycle. So then to be able to visit the actual sites, and they are archaeologically, historically accurate, you know, or to be able to go to a field and see the vine and the branches, you know, all these images be on the Sea of Galilee, they're etched into your mind now, and... and what you might have had as a preconceived notion before you went there now is you know revealed in its actual beauty and integrity and everything and so that's that's with you then so I don't know is that would how would you describe father Ryan yeah, absolutely
7: it just comes yeah. to life I for me, my favorite place is the Sea of Galilee mm. um, and it, you know going there it just brought so much of his public ministry to life because you can you can visualize the the little towns. And what they must have looked like, because a lot of those ruins you get to go to, but just seeing the size of the lake itself, or the sea—like it, I had this whole different image of what that must have been like. And you get there, and it's like, wow, this is profoundly beautiful and simple.
12: And that is a- big, you know. Yeah. I mean, we
7: grew yeah. up on the
5: shores of Lake Superior, so it's kind of like you can't see across it, but the Sea of Galilee, you can see across it. Yeah. You know. Thank so you for listening to Real Presence Live. This is Father Rich Kunsal and Father Ryan Moravitz co- talking to you from. Uh, the Diocese of Duluth talking to our Bishop, Bishop Paul Serba in regards to our experiences, our shared experiences in the Holy Land. Um, the you know the there's so many different aspects that are so powerful in that idea of the fifth gospel. I have to say that when when I entered into seminary, in the major seminary, I really I'm, I'm embarrassed to say it. I didn't get too much into the scripture classes before I went to Israel. When I went to Israel, then I. And I went total full throttle into it. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. It's how it makes it come so much alive. Yeah.
12: No, I I would agree with you. Not that I mean, I think we both had an appreciation and love of scriptures, sure. but it, you you really do listen to it. Or I think the intrigue of some of the 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 history of things, you know, begins to appeal to another level of your appreciation mm-hmm. of God's word and scripture. And so, you know, the encouragement for for folks who are listening. I know it's a chance of a lifetime, oftentimes, to be able to take a pilgrimage, you know, to the holy places or the Holy Land, and we have many other significant places, you know, Rome in the footsteps of the apostles, uh, shrines to Our Lady and things. But uh, you know, of the primary
5: ones, where it's Jesus definitely was. where Jesus was. And you know, so, you know, there's a book called "From Beirut to Jerusalem," written years ago, and yeah. in that book, they talk about a story about um, uh, Neil Armstrong. Okay, when Neil Armstrong went to the Holy Land. He said to the guy that was leading the tour he said i can tell you that i get more of a thrill standing here than i did standing on the moon mm-hmm. so obviously he was a man of strong faith but it, it's it's to make a plug like the bishop was just doing to try and plug people to, to take advantage of an opportunity if the opportunity arises people talk about the safety all the time bishop can you speak to that a little bit you know and and i think you
12: both of you might have been there more recently than i have but i think you know, with pilgrimages today and the attention that is, is, is placed on that, you know, safety is certainly a, a primary feature of that, making sure that people are kept safe mm-hmm. and in, in places, or uh, away from places where there's danger. But also, the I think the trusting, uh, when those precautions are taken, like, you know, we're all in God's hands at every moment of our day, you know, and, and he holds our life in his hands, and so to to trust and to take that leap of faith, I would say, you know, and it can be as it's, all of the pilgrimages I've been on, you know, joyful experiences that way. So,
7: um, is there anything that surprised you about the Holy Land when you when you went or when you when you got there? Like, can you remember anything that like, wow? Um, you know, maybe the
12: dimensions of it in yeah, some ways. Exactly you know, because, because thinking, it's actually. it's it's 150 miles by 50 miles, and you know, for us <laughs> in the Midwest, you know, that would not seem like a a big dist- distance. Of course, they have. More contours, I mean there are mountains and valleys and things in ways that we don't have in Minnesota, but um yeah it's it's just the dimensions of it, and so you could see how you know again, coming back to the visitation, you know our lady you know walking from Nazareth, you know in pilgrimage down to meet her cousin elizabeth um you kind of get oh I could
14: let's that's I can understand.
12: a caravan, I could see how you could walk that over a course of days or. Coming up to the Temple of Jerusalem, all those kinds of things—it takes on a different perspective.
5: Like the Jordan, the and the Jordan, yeah. it is so it's tiny. Yeah, it's it like, is. It's yeah, a, yeah people, it's a, a glorified ditch, really. Well, <laughs> at least, well, I, I mean, it, I think they drain are, a lot of water out of it yeah. now, though today. Yeah, it well,
12: might have been flowing a little bit more in those days when they weren't doing so much. But sure, but sure. it isn't. You're right. Its sizes of things are
7: tiny, more compact. And yeah, that was exactly what I was thinking as I asked the question because that's what I was most surprised by. Like all oh, this is so close, yeah. you know? And I think you, in my head, I just thought it was probably all so distant.
5: Well, like the church of in, the Holy Sepulchre. I mean, he was buried what a hundred yards away from where he, he was, was crucified. At, so yeah. it's all in the same church. Yeah.
12: And maybe a tie into this weekend, of course, you know, we're celebrating the feast of Pentecost and that upper room as a sacred place or a place set apart, um, where the disciples were gathered, um, and still having some fear yet. um, They hadn't received the gifts of the Spirit in order to give them that fearlessness about the proclamation of the good news. Um, It was also a place where, like the Old Testament Feast of Pentecost was fulfilled in the New Testament Feast, where the law that had been written on stone um, now was a law that would become written on the hearts of those who believe the Lord Jesus. And um, for all of us, renewing our own confirmation opening ourselves to the gifts of the spirit celebrating this feast of pentecost ties into the sacred space.
5: Thank you very much bishop. Thanks for joining us on uh, Real Presence Live and when we come back after the break, we are going to sit down and talk to someone who deals with people that have all sorts of family problems dealing with the Catholic charities and and his work. And so please join us after the break.
4: engaging and local that's real presence live on the real presence radio network
8: France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness, and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries. Set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with Spiritual Director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labouret Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com register. Trip number 166594.
5: I remember Fulton Sheen saying that uh, he would say something like, there might be thousands or hundreds of thousands of people that claim to be anti-Catholic in the United States, but the fact is there's probably... Four or five of them. Yeah. Because people are anti what they think are, is Catholic. Exactly. There's a, they take it from a misunderstanding of the faith. And this is, you know, is a great segue to, to help uh, support Catholic radio because, you know, it's EWTN radio, it's real presence radio that gives us the accurate teaching of the church. There's yep. so much misinformation out there that this is one of those great medias that we have in our local area that gives us the truth, the teaching, not what people say is the church's teaching, but the real church's teaching. It's edifying to hear how real presence radio affects your lives in a very practical way and there are tens of thousands of other couples in our listening area that have their own story about how real presence radio affects them in, in a very positive light and do we all have stories about how real presence radio has uh, affected our lives in practical ways in theological ways and spiritual ways it's such a gift
4: you're listening to real presence live on the real presence radio network Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live Duluth edition. I'm Father Rich Kuntz,
5: along with Father Ryan Moravitz. That that last guy, that clip, that was that guy talking, sure sounded smart. He was kind of going on and on and on and on. Wasn't he? Kind of he? like your homilies, kind of. <laughs> Anyhow, enough of that. Enough of that. Well, um, uh, this I think this is our last segment, Father Ryan. The show it has is. gone by very fast and. And on the line, we have David Lewis, David from Catholic Charities, Southern Minnesota. David, are you there? Good morning. Good morning. Why don't you tell, David, why don't you tell us a little bit first about yourself and then a little bit about your work?
14: Um, well, I was born and raised in Rochester, Minnesota. Went to leward High School here, went to St. John's University in Collegeville, then Madison for graduate school, worked at the Mayo Clinic for a long time, and Moved away from Rochester, but uh, just recently moved back and work at Catholic Charities. Um, Different places have different titles for my work, but uh, clinical social worker or counselor is uh, what I do working um, almost entirely with adults, uh, including couples, uh, providing all kinds of uh, psychotherapy.
7: That's such a, a strong need in the in, in the world, but also in the church, to be able to have um, Catholic outlets for counseling and couple couples working on things together. Um, if if I have a loved one that is in need of a helping hand, you know, working through sadness or anxiety, different things that maybe are going on in life, how can uh, we help them out? What's the what's the best thing we can do as Catholic people?
14: Uh, I think um, the best thing to do is uh, to listen um most people don't want uh us to rush into problem solving they want us to to hear what they're struggling with i think encouraging them uh validate their concerns and then um help them recognize that most of us have some um uh strengths that we can draw on in these times that that when you're having a hard time you know you have some Capacity and whether it's support from family or uh, support from uh, their church, um, I think most of it for us is listening, encouraging, and then, you know, if you think things are more than you could handle as a concerned friend or partner, then maybe, you know, I've gotten referrals from people's priests, and sometimes I also refer to. uh mental health professionals, primary care providers, psychiatrists if things are particularly worrisome.
5: So so David, I mean what working at Catholic charities is probably an pretty easy question, but it'd be good for you to explain this to the to the listeners. How do you differ from other counselors? How would how would how would your counseling differ from like say you know, counselors from some other organization?
14: Well, you know, I, I grew up in the Church, so I, I know um, the Catholic Church, and, and many of the people that come here come specifically because they want someone that, that understands uh, their experiences as um, Catholics. So I think having that perspective and knowing um, some of the things that they're um, dealing with um, uh, makes a big difference.
5: This is Father Richard Kuntz along with Father Ryan Moravitz, coming to you from the Diocese of Duluth on, Duluth on Real Presence Live. Thank you for listening. We are talking to David Lewis from Catholic Charities Southern Minnesota. David, what would you say is the most challenging part of your work?
14: This is—I I thought about this one a little bit, but I think the most challenging part for many people that do this work, even in this setting, is healthcare reimbursement. Our our system of getting. Uh, services uh, paid for um, makes it really difficult for some of our clients and um, you know it, 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 it requires a, a great deal of time um, you know I have a support services specialist here that spends hours and hours making sure that our the people that come in to see us can uh, get the care and services they need Karna Glowy is a hero I just wanted to say that while I was on the air
7: what 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 what's the most um rewarding dynamic for you know think of i guess i know there's listeners that maybe are considering getting into this work or are in the midst of it so what's most rewarding about the job
14: seeing people um feel uh relief seeing people uh regain some hope um many people come in thinking um you know that they may not get better or there may not be any um, uh, solutions to the problems that bring them in. So um, when you're able to reassure them that uh, we can help them figure this out, reassure them that they're, you know, a lot of people say, am I crazy? And I say, no, you're human. Um, we all uh, struggle with these things. So I think uh, knowing that they're not alone um, and the relief that people have uh, when you um, help them understand that, that's thats particularly um gratifying to me. One of the things that
7: you mentioned earlier was the importance of, you know, sometimes one of the biggest things people need is just somebody to listen and not go to problem solve right away. Right. So it you know, I I think one of the most valuable things is empathy. Mm-hmm. That is can you talk about empathy and listening and like just give a practical example of what that means for the listener? How do you empathize? How do you give an empathy statement? Can you can you just give a little like 1 minute tutorial on that? Mm-hmm.
14: Well, empathy really is about our capacity uh, to put ourselves in another person's place. You know, the old cliche about walking a mile in their shoes, um, seeing the problem um, from their perspective. So um, I think uh, reflecting things back as people say it, um, you know, the, reflecting it back to make it clear that you, um, you heard them and you understood uh, what they said. Um, saying, you know, sometimes it's about, I understand, I have been there, uh, too. Um, It really, it's about being alongside of them in a way that lets them know that you get it.
7: And sometimes it's, isn't it, I mean, it's one of those things where we, you know, if somebody's telling a a story and it's caused them sadness, it's to, sort of reiterate okay so this is what happened to you and you feel really sad about that right um that you know just as a priest in the experience of working with people like that's so meaningful for people and can help them so much because finally somebody's heard me (laughs) and they at least acknowledge like what happened and how i feel about it (laughs) and that's a big step forward oftentimes for folks
14: Right, I agree, Father. That that naming the feelings that you're seeing, I think, uh, is important to people.
5: David, how long have you been uh, doing this line of work?
14: Almost 40 years.
5: So, so here's a, a question based on that longevity, which is a, an incredible thing. Is have you noticed any trends uh, in like from when you started and now, as to maybe some things that are a little bit different from your work from just say 40 years ago or 30 years ago?
14: Um the impact of the internet and social media has been huge um there There are certainly some values there or some you know some positive aspects to that I mean we could have the you know the entire accumulation of human knowledge in the device at our fingertips, but it also i think has um people are less connected in a personal way, and I think uh, that's one of the things I run into a lot with um, parents talking about trying to maintain connections with their kids in the age of everybody has a cell phone.
5: So the irony is that even though we are so focused on social media, it makes us less social.
14: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how old you are, Father, but do you. when I was a kid, when we were walking around... With our friends, we were talking to our friends. We weren't walking in a big group. Everybody focused on a little screen. Um, yeah, so that, I think that's been the biggest influence in the time I've been doing this work.
11: Hmm.
7: Yeah, I mean, it, it's the whole dynamic of emotional disconnects, I think. And, mm-hmm. yeah. and what that does for, for how one feels about life and oneself and all sorts mm-hmm. of things, it's so impactful. What's the best way to help people kind of journey through this culture of, of social media and, you know, cell phone, <laughs> us always being stuck to our cell phones. Like, what, what's advice you can give to parents and our young people, just some practical things in their lives to help them not fall into the pitfall, if you will?
14: Well, I, you know, I talked, I gave a talk at uh, Waseka last week about a mindfulness practice, that yeah. being mindful of um, staying connected. Um, So one of the things we talked about is, you know, sitting down together at the dinner table, for instance, no television, no phone, no computer, that you actually sit there and talk to one another. Um, I think that making a conscious effort to engage with one another in a personal way without the, the devices being in the mix
5: it's, it's funny, it almost, seems, it almost sounds painful probably for some listeners to think that, <laughs> to do that sort of thing. Do, Dave, do you have anything else you'd like to, to add before we end the segment?
14: Well, I just I appreciate your uh, interest in um, our programs. You know, Catholic Charities is all over the state. We have offices across southeastern Minnesota, Winona, Albert Lee, Austin, Mankato, Owatonna, um, and a variety of other programs. Social services programs, and um, I just wanted to say we're uh, we're all about trying to help uh, people. And I just uh, I'm glad that you gave me the opportunity to talk with you.
5: Great, thank you very much, David. And every blessing in all your work as you continue to do this after so many years. Well, thank you. Goodbye. So um, now, I'll, I think that's about the end of the show here. Father, Renner, close to it. Pretty good, Father. H. we we got through unscathed. Another another edition more, of Real Presence was an awesome show. It was it was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, on that note, is Aaron listening in?
13: Yes, I am. I was trying to, I was trying to stay away from awesome as much as possible.
5: Well, you don't even have to say it. Just just stay away from it.
13: It's amazing.
5: Yes, exactly. Thank you. Oh boy,
13: it's amazing. Right, right. Well. It was a great show today, and we look forward to another amazing... What was your, what, what was your favorite part of the show? Gary? Gosh. I'm I'm looking down the rundown again, and I don't you know. You forgot about it already, huh? I, No, there was so many good things. There was Father Zane, who was just recently ordained to the priesthood. I mean, we're talking about the Mater Dei Apostolate. That was great. Uh, Bishop Bishop Serba, wow. I mean... Did, yeah. Go ahead.
5: How did Father Ryan do? Oh boy, here we go. Is this an evaluation? <laughs> mm, <gosh. laughs> we, better, we, better, we better go to a preview of our next show. I don't, want, I don't right. want Aaron to put him on the spot.
13: Right. Well, we've got Father Will Thompson and Michael Goldsmith coming up here in St. James Coffee in Rochester. And in the first hour, Father Grant Gerlock will debunk the mysteries of sacramentals. And if we can bring them to the point of superstition. Also, do you have a question for, the, for Father Will? That you'd like to ask, call in during our Straight Talk segment. Then, in the second hour, we've got Father John Paul Gardner, and Pentecost being just around the—excuse uh, me, just around the corner. It's time to celebrate. How can we celebrate Pentecost? Well, he'll be giving us some ideas. We're also—we're also, we're also going to hear from Sister Jean Louise to talk about her call to the religious life and how others are called to this great vocation. All this coming up on Real Presence Live. Right back to you guys.
5: Well, Aaron, it kind of sounded like you swallowed a minnow there for a second.
13: I, i uh, I've got a dry mouth. <laughs> oh, okay. All I right. haven't been drinking water minnow. So. I right. have never heard that one. Well, it's just
5: what it sounded like. It just <laughs> it's, it kind of, it, That's what it sounded like. I don't know. It's <laughs> the first thing that came to my mind. Well, thanks, Aaron. That sounds like a good show. You know, Father John Paul Gardner is a good friend of mine, and so it's uh, good to hear that he's going to be on the air. So oh, uh, I'm sure he'll be full of wisdom. So this um, uh, brings us to another completion. by well, the right, it goes so fast. It does. It's good. You
7: know, it's when you're in good conversation, time flies. I don't know if
5: it goes fast for the listeners.
7: Yeah, they probably would drag on and on and on. You talk so much too. Like it's well, like. It well, gets... I
5: do. I am a co-host of the show. You, you, your questions take long. Folks, we're grateful for you. Yeah. uh <laughs> Why don't you Listening to yeah. us and spending some time with us. Close a prayer. Many blessings
7: forever. to you. May the Lord bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May God bless you, and may Jesus Christ
4: and be Real great. Real presence live Amen. on the RPR network. Real presence live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from nine to eleven central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from six to eight a.m. central. The encore of the Wednesday show from eight to ten, and the encore of the Thursday show from ten to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com dot com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you.